Got to, man. Got to bounce back. Shout out to my homie Keys, Xavier Keys, on the vocals on this. Okay. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Got to get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm going to do. I've been focused. I'm not hungry. Yo, I'm starving, dude. Grind mode with my team. We making these power moves. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Gotta get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I've been focused, I'm not hungry, you're gonna starve and do it. In grind mode with my team, we making these power moves. Cause I ain't got no time to be wasting with all this music I'm making. Man, I'm tired of being impatient, so I keep making these moves here with my crew. Vow to myself to always stay true, so I don't care what nobody else do, I know why. Like an erection, bumps in the road, but nah, I ain't stressing. I don't work out, but homie, I'm flexing. Every time I get on the beat and I bless it. Rise and shine, and I never let another come and stop my grind. Cause I grind all night at the gig, no lie. Then it's back in the booth for some overtime. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Shout out to Miss Almaramos. Shout out to Miss B. Uh-huh. I said, uh, hey, hey. Hey, my mom's told me to get them, so I don't care what y'all say. I just keep grinding. Yeah, I stay working, cuz it's, you know I'm, I said, uh, that's right. In the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't it make y'all mad? One thing I know, one thing is certain. I can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working. One thing I know, one thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop. On the grind, getting mine, I'm working. No sleep, spit heat, killing these tracks, and I'm not gonna stop till I'm up on top. I'm supposed to be. Everywhere I go, I scream as Pete. We're more than a crew, we family. Working, trying to get a couple Grammys. G having sitting on top of the mantelpiece. Thank God. Go hard, they just mad cause I'm on my job But where I'm from is the ground to starve I'm starving, I just can't do it Not having it, unthinkable So I turn in the stretch, I'm strong And now I can reach the unreachable Let's go Hey, trying to Yo, they I said I can't sit still I just laugh at y'all haters Yeah, hey, 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 hey Moms told me so why don't, let's go, I just keep, yeah, I stay, cause it's, you know I'm, I said I, that's right, uh, in the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride, make it look so easy, gonna make you mad, one thing I know, one thing is certain, I can't stop, won't stop, Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Don't ever let anybody tell you That you can't get what you want Whatever you dreaming for, you get out there and you get it You make it happen Never mind the haters Real still Cause I All day Always Get them Yes sir I'm grinding, stay working, hey, I said I, that's right, 
In the lab with a pen and a pad, I Let's ride Make it look so easy, don't it make you mad? One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Gotta Yes, sir. Love him. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. You heard me say that already earlier at the regular time, but we have a special show for you guys today. It's 10.01 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city. Yeah. First daily news podcast. Um, special edition is President's Day. Uh, so we did a great interview that you guys may have just watched uh, with the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley's YEP program, Youth Engagement Philanthropy. Philanthropy, that's right. Uh, but we have a, a new guest today representing State Farm. Yes. And her name is Annie Kinsley. Annie, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you, Curtis? All right. Feeling pretty good today. How are you feeling? Feeling awesome for a Monday morning. Yep. Uh, you were up early this morning like we were, and I'm glad that you uh, were able to come in with us. We're going to talk important stuff about uh, insurance today. Sounds good to me. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with you, uh, with you, let us know where you're from. Well, Curtis, I am uh, from the city of Chicago, but my business now is in the second largest city in Illinois, in Aurora. So pretty excited to be in this uh, city. I was uh, born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay. Came to this country with my parents when I was just a year old. My dad was a business owner growing up as a barber all his life, so I uh, already developed entrepreneurial skills from my dad. <laughs> Mom worked in a sewing factory, so lots of hard work and dedication to make it in this country. And one of my dreams was someday to open up my own business, and State Farm led me here. And got a chance to do that. Awesome. Yes, um, wow, work has changed, um, or the, the life of the worker has changed from those uh, blue-collar yes. backgrounds and beginning. Right. Wow. Absolutely. Um, so we got the normal news topics that you guys know and love very much on the show today. Uh, but we're insurance and protecting yourself and your home and family That's are right. kind of what we want to uh, draw down on and represent today. Whitney Love, good morning to you. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate you. 10.03 a.m. Um, so. For those who don't know, tell us about State Farm and, and sure. what you do specifically. Well, just a little tidbit for you this Monday morning. I don't know if you all know this, but State Farm is celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. Did not so know So we are that. 100 years old. 
And uh, we're number one in the auto insurance industry, and uh, we're proud of it. Uh, some of the things in the insurance industry that people need to know about State Farm is that we are dedicated to know about what your specific needs are. So we, we sit with customers, we try to tailor their needs based on what they tell us their needs are. So for example, not everyone needs the same limits of insurance on their auto insurance as the person next door. So when we sit down and we do quotes with people, we talk about what's important to them and how we can uncover their needs and tailor it best to their needs. Was, um, was insurance always a one-size-fit-all kind of thing? Is that traditionally how it's... Well, you know, I've been in the industry 19 years, and 10 of those 19 years I've represented State Farm. Now, okay. I'm an independent contractor of State Farm, so what that means is I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own State Farm agency, so I'm not employed by State Farm. Right. Um, but, you know, in learning their processes through the years, you know, people back in the day would say, hey, Annie, I'm just going to send you my policy and I want an apples to apples quote. Well, by all means, we can do that for you. But sometimes when I look at somebody's policy, I see some eye opening things that maybe they're not aware of. And I tell them, hey, are you aware that you have $5,000 in medical coverage? Is it important for you to have more medical coverage if in case you're involved in a car accident and you go to the emergency room, would you want us to pay more in that medical? That's one example that I give them, and they don't realize until they sit down with me and we kind of take apart their policy and figure out what's best for them. Only the kind of information that you could find out by talking to an actual professional exactly. in, the, uh, in the industry. Right. I know nowadays a lot of people like to go online and purchase their own insurance. Uh, here at State Farm, even if somebody does go on statefarm.com, we do get notification that you're purchasing a policy and an agent like myself will reach out to you and go over that uh, coverage that you've chose to make sure that that's what you want out of your policy. Absolutely. Um, how has the industry changed? I feel the industry has changed as 19 years ago, most people would just come into an insurance office and sit down with someone and run a quote. Well, because we're 100 years old, our, our philosophy at State Farm is we still want you to be able to do that. We still want to be able to be the professional to tell you this is what you have and this is how we can make it better for you. Uh, nowadays, most people will purchase their policies online, but even if they do and they've already bound their coverage, we at State Farm, we get assigned the policy if it's in our area and we reach out and we get to know the customer and find out if that's truly what they needed or tweak anything. Hmm. Okay. So um, insurance is customizable. Yes, it is. It's definitely customizable. Uh, someone who's renting may not have as many assets as someone who owns a home. Right. Someone who owns a business has more assets than someone who doesn't. So we want to make sure that those assets are well protected all the way around. Uh, now, you recently opened up your office yep. what was that process like well it, it you know with state farm the way it works is i actually i mentioned earlier i've been with the state farm family for 10 years i actually worked for an agent as a team member and through the years of having that experience i then uh, was able to take on an opportunity to interview to become a state farm agent an independent contractor okay so the process works you go on the interview with a sales leader and if you are chosen for the position you go through a State Farm internship program where you're well-groomed to open up your agency and become an entrepreneur. 
You have to create a business plan. It's a very serious thing, uh, as well as making sure you have money saved up to be able to open up your office. Um, Also, what we do here is um, once you go through the internship program, you already know where your agency is going to be, and you start hiring people for your agency and getting them well-groomed for the position to be team members that uh, represent you and offer insurance needs to people as well. So it is a long process, but it is a very rewarding process. You said as you had to apply at the beginning, so yes. uh, you, so there's a. It's not just a given that anybody no. can do this. Absolutely, you go through an interview process. Uh, you have to present your business plan and tell them what your passion is and why you want to open up a State Farm agency and how you can help other customers. And once you pass that interview, then you're slotted into the internship program, which is about a nine-month class that you take, and coaches are there to develop you and to make sure that you're ready to go. Awesome. So State Farm literally gives you the tools to succeed. Absolutely, they do. Um, Like I said, I've been representing lots of different insurance companies, and I wanted to represent State Farm because I felt that they were going to be able to groom me and prepare me to help out my customers even further than I have. The time is 10.08 a.m. Good morning to all of you great people. Uh, we are sitting down here with Annie Kinsley. Yep. Uh, representing State Farm Insurance. Helpful information for you this early in the morning. Uh, I did want to take a uh, brief pause in our discussion to highlight just a couple of quick news items uh, that are going on. These are important for you, dear folks. So listen up. Uh, the city of Aurora is set to approve approve software to keep better track of the uh, vaccination protocols of employees and status. Uh, Members of the city council are appear to approve the three-year contract for this software to uh, track employee compliance protocols at City Hall. The subscription for Appian's Workplace Safety and Readiness Solution from Allwin Corporation of Hernan, Virginia, would cost $135,809. City Council members at the recent Community of the Whole meeting placed the subscription contract on the consent agenda for tomorrow's meeting, meaning it's likely to be approved. The software would most immediately help the city keep track of its COVID-19 situation known as a shot vax protocol in which employees must prove they're either vaccinated or have tested negative for the virus to work at City Hall. According to Elisa Lewis, Aurora's Human Resources Director, the employees have to inform Human Resources of their status. Human Resources has to track those statuses. It's time consuming to do by hand. And she says she's facing possibly adding an employee to her office to handle the work. Wow. Uh, The new software would allow employees to report their status by phone as well. Look out for that tomorrow at the City Council meeting. The time is 810. Excuse me, 810. 1010. The time is 1010 a.m. Um, okay, next question. What are the benefits of insurance for individuals and families? Well, the benefit of insurance is, as I mentioned earlier, making sure you're properly covered. So whenever somebody calls me for a quote, for example, on auto insurance, I ask a lot of qualifying questions. Mm-hmm. Those are important to ask to make sure that we give them the correct coverage. For example, if somebody has a loan on their vehicle, you need to have comprehensive and collision coverage on your policy. Um, Otherwise, the bank will not allow you to have it as a liability-only policy. 
Now, if you have a vehicle that's paid off, you have an option. You can either still continue the comprehensive and collision coverage, or you can take on a liability policy. But what I talk to families about is when I get to know people, I get to know the dynamics in their household. Are you single? Are you married? How many kids do you have? Why is this important in the insurance industry, Curtis? Well, because how many people are going to be in that vehicle at one time? Who do we need to protect? Who do we need to protect beyond the auto insurance? That is something that we do here at State Farm. We right. make sure that all of their needs are uncovered at the time that we're giving a quote. Hmm. That's good. Victoria, how are you, dear friend? How are you? Victoria, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you can put that in the chat. Thank you very much for being a great early warning system. If you cannot hear us, please yeah. let us know. Um, now, Victoria is the uh, the friend who connected us. She's a yes. great um, she's a great author. I love her. Uh, tell us about the entrepreneur group that you are involved in. Yeah, well, I met Victoria at the Women's Entrepreneur Group, and um, I was just inspired by her. Um, I'm not a, much of a book reader, and that's how I met her. I said, look, I'm not much of a book reader, but I would love to get to know you more. And uh, so we had a one-on-one, -on -one, is what they call it, an appointment where we get to know each other's businesses and how we can help each other. And she so kindly introduced me to you, Curtis. So thank you, Victoria, for that plug-in. And uh, her and I, you know, we're looking forward to doing more things together. Uh, at State Farm, I have the opportunity to sponsor different events for entrepreneurs in the city of Aurora that would want to grow their business. So her and I are going to try to get together and come up with some more ideas. Now, there is something I didn't tell you about me, Curtis, yet, is that I am fluent in Espanol. Okay. And as I mentioned, because I was born in Argentina, I was raised speaking Spanish as a young child. Okay. Uh, my family's of Italian descent, so I also speak fluent in Italian. So I'm trilingual. I know my name doesn't give it away, my looks don't give it away, but look huh. out, Annie can converse in Spanish at any given time. <laughs> well, that's one of the beautiful things about people. You know, you, you just can't, um, you'd be surprised yeah. what people can do. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that that's been a benefit when it's come to meeting people and For learning sure. their situation. Yes, uh, it is deep in my heart to help the immigrants in this country because I witnessed my parents going through having to translate phone bills and electric bills and understanding English properly. And uh, I feel that sometimes when immigrants are out there trying to get services done, they may not understand it. And then sometimes they end up in a situation that they don't wanna be in. So when I decided to open up the agency here in Aurora and it was granted to me to be here, I told State Farm, hey, I, you know, I speak fluent Spanish, I can help this community out. Right. We've had some uh, Hispanic customers come into my office, and at first they didn't realize I spoke Spanish, but then once they see me rattling off and hearing <laughs> me speak Spanish, they were very uh, pleased. And they said, thank goodness that we have you, because a lot of times we don't understand certain coverage on our policy, and we want to make sure we fully understand it. And that's what I love doing for the community is making sure that they understand what they have. It's so important. You don't want to be in that situation, Curtis, that you're involved in a car accident and you found out you could have had this, but you didn't know any better and now you have this. So right. that's why we're here to counsel people and help them out. Um, there's also, so to have a, a, a good reputable organization like State Farm, working with the person with insurance is a, mm -hmm. uh, is a big help because there's a lot of these predatory services out there yeah i mean they are there are these fly by night 
little rinky-dink places where they'll give you insurance or they'll insure you. They'll like those loan places, all those other kind of stuff. Sure. And a lot of the people who are uh, not English speakers or are perhaps in the undocumented community, they fall prey to these places. And there's so many of them. Um, it's, I'm, I say all that to say that's the importance of you know, a credible organization. Absolutely. There was uh, one time where a Hispanic family came to me and they purchased insurance through a credit union <clears throat> and the credit union rep told them that they had the auto insurance was already going to be covered. Everything was fine. They were involved in an automobile accident and found out the hard way that it was not an insurance policy. What it was is it was an insurance policy that protected the loan. So what that's called is a uh, like a disability income policy that they can offer to people that if something occurs and you're sick or you're injured and you cannot work and you want to make sure that your car loan is paid for, mm -hmm. there is a certain amount of money that's available to you to be able to cover that loan. So that's truly what they had. They did not have liability insurance for the state of Illinois, and that did cause some issues for them. Wow. So, yeah, it, it, it's out there. You're, you're correct. Um, Victoria said hello and good morning. By hey, the way. Victoria. <laughs> um, so when it comes to, well, let's talk entrepreneurship a little bit. Sure. When it comes to entrepreneurship, it does seem that there's typically been a flavor of entrepreneurship. You opened up a State Farm office which with which to help people in the insurance industry mm -hmm. um a lot of people in their typical entrepreneurial fashion they may try to open a business or mm -hmm. they may just try to get a brick and mortar and things like that um entrepreneurship seems to not have been associated with the insurance industry or does that make sense? When people think of entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. I don't think that, unfortunately, they think about opening an insurance office. Right. Why is that? Well, I, I think typically no one grows up, goes to school, and says, I want to be the next insurance agent. I think, <laughs> you, I think you fall into insurance, and when you do fall into the insurance industry, it is very rewarding. So you are correct in saying you know, people may open up a bakery or open up an art studio. Uh, why open up an insurance agency? It's because you, I have the passion to want to help the community out and explain coverage to people. I have that passion to want to help my community. When I'm driving down the street and I see an accident, I always hope and pray that that person has good coverage because you don't want to find out the hard way when you have a claim. So it's not very difficult to open up your own insurance agency. Mm -hmm. You know, first you have to get licensed through the state of Illinois and make sure that you're representing your product lines such as auto, home, they call it property casualty, life and health for the financial services piece, and so on. But once you do that, what I could say to an entrepreneur out there is don't ever give up on your dream. If that is something that you want to do, pursue it. I, I was with the State Farm family for 10 years working for an agent, and I always dreamt of this opportunity, and I was finally blessed to have it this you know year in 2021. Right. So never give up on that. If Whether you want to open up your bakery or open up an insurance agency, do it. Research it. Go for it. 
You opened the office October 1st of last year. Correct. Which would presume that all of its planning was during the the tenuous uncertainty of the pandemic. What was that like? Well, you know, I, I have a good story to share regarding that. So I had started wanting to pursue this entrepreneurship to become a State Farm agent since 2018. Okay. And I started preparing for it by coming up with ideas to create my business plan. So I would have a journal and I, every day that I came up with a thought, I would write it in my journal. And then from there, 2019 rolled around and I started accelerating in my business and saving some more money. I needed to make sure I had money saved up because there are some startup costs when you are an entrepreneur. You got to pay rent, you have to pay utilities, you have to pay your employees, you have to be prepared. Um, so I was saving up money for that. But then what happened is the pandemic occurred and the governor had us on a shutdown in 2020. And uh, I said, you know, I'm still gonna try to pursue this dream. I'm still gonna go after it. So I came up with an action plan and I talked to every single customer on the phone about how they were well protected. And one of the things I accomplished at the end of 2020 was that even though we were working from home, mm -hmm. I was able to insure 102 people with life insurance. Why was that important to me, Curtis? Because it was, you were hearing on the news, people were passing away of COVID, people were very ill, and I just took it upon myself to ask every single customer that came on the line, what are you doing to protect your family? Right. What if? And from there, I decided, you know, we got to the end of year 2020, so I went in and I applied for the position for State Farm Entrepreneur Program, and here I am today. Um, how did you feel when you apply? Were you nervous? Well, like anything, it is a little nerving. You want to make sure that you're saying the right things and doing the best you can to answer all the questions in the interview. Right. So, it is, yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> it is a little nerving, yes, of course, but I was confident. I, I knew exactly what I wanted. And when you know exactly what you want, it you know, it just comes within you to be able to say the right answers and do the right thing. I went to this job hiring fair, this was like twenty nineteen. Or like twenty, yeah, like twenty nineteen. Uh, it was hosted by the FBI. It was at University of Chicago. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> like it was like nerve wrackingly, like rattle your cage. Nervous, you know, because yeah. you're answering questions and everything. And yeah, it is. So I, 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 I too totally, um, totally understand. Here's the thing: we talked about, uh, you know, unfortunately, people passing away and losing family members because of COVID. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you see these GoFundMes. Yes. For, um, for a sad and a negative time in a person's life. On the one hand, and this is an outside looking in kind of, kind of view that I've just had about this kind of thing. On the one hand, I guess it does show that there is some kind of nice side of humanity where people will help one cover a loved one's expenses. But is it also showing that, is there also a negative to that? Because there's a part of me that feels like that shouldn't be happening. Or it's sad that it happens. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I'm not trying to have you 
you know, detail if GoFundMe's are a good thing or a bad thing. I, I, I really just think that from a novice perspective, it highlights what's missing, what should be there, rather than showing a good part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that that is true. Um, I'm not knocking the GoFundMe page. I think it, like you mentioned, Curtis, it is a noble thing to do in the community to help one another out. Sure. That's what we're all about. But as an insurance professional, that is the reason why I sit and take my time with each customer because I want to uncover those needs. And sometimes it is an uncomfortable conversation to have with an insurance agent to uh, talk about, well, if I were to pass away, what happens to my family members? Nobody wants to think about it. But at the end of the day, you know, we all have an expiration date and how well are we prepared for that day when it comes? Who's left behind? Our loved ones, how would they be able to survive without our income? How, you know, it's not just about the final expense need there to have a GoFundMe page to come up with money for a funeral expense. It's beyond that. It's beyond because if you're a married couple, for example, it's, you know, today two people are bringing two incomes together in a household to raise a family. If your spouse's income isn't there, how does that affect your household? How does that affect raising your children? Will right. you have to downsize and move into a smaller place? You know, a lot of times I, I hear these stories and um, because I've been in it for 19 years, I've heard everything from we've had to downsize to nope, we were perfectly fine because my spouse had enough insurance available to us that we were able to continue to live without their income. And a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, that that uh, insurance plan is a tax-free income that comes to you. So, you know, a lot of insurance agents go out to uh, Washington, D.C., and they fight for that to make mm -hmm. sure that our customers are able to receive that money tax-free. Yeah, I, um, and to your point, you know, when you're young, you think you're going to live forever. For sure. But when you're young, Curtis, that's the best time to look into those plans because right. the younger you are, the less expensive the insurance policy is. As you get older, it costs a little bit more uh, because you're higher risk, right? right? You could have a pre-existing condition or, you know, just based on your age group, it could be more expensive. So when I sit down across the table from a newlywed couple, those are one of the things that we talk about. Is it important for you to make sure we have an action plan in place? So as you start having a family, you're fully covered. Yeah, I think I was like 20 or 21 was my first encounter. Like when I joined the Navy, that was my mm -hmm. first encounter of death and what could happen to me and how would my family be taken care of. And yeah, you know, uh, so that's that's kind of also why I, I did ask that earlier question about, uh, and why I kind of want to harp on the theme of working with the professional. Absolutely. Um, agent of a professional reputable insurance company like state farm um because i've seen over the years like i've seen so many people who thought that they had they thought that it was this it sounded good on the outside of the envelope so they just went with that um there's a many there's a million ways for people to uh not get scammed but to not be appropriately covered absolutely um all right the time is 10 32 a.m uh, okay, so next question. Many of our listeners are individuals and businesses who have goals to open up their own spaces in Aurora. What advice would you give them? Well, the first advice I would give is, as I mentioned earlier, make sure that you have some money saved up uh, to because there are a lot of startup costs 
when you're opening up your business. Um, make sure that you read your leasing agreement very well and make sure it's tailored to how you would like it so there aren't any empty loopholes there that you didn't uncover. Have even an attorney take a look at your leasing agreement just to make sure that you're protected. Ask a lot of questions to the landlord. That's if you're going to be leasing. If you're going to be purchasing a, you know, a building to start up your business, you know, there are a lot of banks out there that will give loans, uh, you know, to people that want to open up a business. I um, have seen that, you know, with my dad who years ago opened mm -hmm. up a barber shop and bought a building. I, I lease, so I just make sure that, you know, when I opened up my agency, my lease was how I wanted it to be. That's one thing to look out for yourself on. Also, like I said earlier, follow your dream. If that's what you want to do, make it happen for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get older in life, and if you never take the chance to do it, you may sit back and look back at this time and say, I wonder what it would have been like if I would have opened up that bakery or that insurance office. And that's why I decided to do that. You know, no, I'm going to show my age, Curtis, but I turned 50 this year. And I said, hey, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Congratulations. That, yeah, thank you. And, and that's uh, what motivates me to want to help the community is I believed in myself. And that's the first step you have to do is believe in the, what you can envision that you could do for yourself and become a business owner. But on the insurance side of things, make sure that you talk to an insurance professional mm -hmm. and make sure that you have your business covered adequately. A lot of business owners don't realize there's different tiers in business insurance. There's just the liability coverage if you're just a contractor, for example, like a painter, a plumber. But then if you're opening up a, an actual business, you wanna make sure that the business property is protected inside. Because if you're leasing the building, the landlord is going to take care of the exterior of the building, but you need to make sure that your business property inside, whether it's ovens and things that you installed for the bakery or your desks if you're opening up an office, to make sure all those things are protected. Absolutely. As well as the liability coverage. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you're fully covered in liability because you're, you know, it's on you, it's your business. So if somebody were to sue you, that they fell uh, inside your property or you know something occurred and they ate something there that didn't agree with them and they tried to sue you for food poisoning, heaven mm -hmm. forbid. You wanna make sure you have proper coverage for that. Yeah, I, um, I was the co-owner of an escape room oh, for yeah. a few years. That's the job that we had before the pandemic came. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can tell you, in addition to being insured, we had notes and things for all aspects because you got people crawling through little spaces that's right what if you hit your head don't mop right here because the people <laughs> come out right here so if they slip on some tile and oh my goodness we got kids in there yeah it's got to be wheelchair accessible i mean all of the people don't understand that correct people just think that they're just going to open a business and bada bing bada boom i'm going to get famous or racing or whatever it is yeah. um you know you have to be you have to be ready you gotta be knowledgeable um okay monica take me to a commercial real quick please um i i promised you listeners one of the things annie that we do on this show is we try to adequately give our people the right information at the right time now we're doing this in a fashion with insurance here and all of you guys tuning in listen to the sound of my voice are hearing all of these great details and tips from annie kinsley uh but i want to say a shout out to our volunteers and tell you guys about the uh vaccination hub 
overwhelming numbers of hours for volunteers to help out with. Uh, and shout out to the Kane County Health Department as well. Uh, read from this briefly. The spirit of volunteerism is always important and has arguably become more critical than ever throughout the pandemic. Um, 501 North Randall Road is the Kane County vaccination site. Um, and the volunteers that have been there have been fantastic people. As you guys know, this is a few months back, but um, your favorite radio hosts used to volunteer up in there. That's right. You used to come in and see a tall, skinny brother with glasses and a mask on to your immediate right. That was me. You might have saw me a few times. But if you were doing what you had to do health-wise, you may only saw me once or perhaps not at all. Okay. Kane County officials took the time over the weekend on Saturday to offer thanks and appreciation to the county's Medical Reserve Corps members that have assisted in providing more than 200,000 vaccines to local residents throughout the pandemic. Officials said volunteers have donated over 10,000 volunteer hours since the start of the pandemic in Kane County to help with efforts to fight COVID-19, which they said equates to a $240,000 savings to the county. Awesome. According to a press release from the county, dozens of volunteers have been showing up regularly to keep the doors of the Kane County Mass Vaccination Hub open to people eagerly seeking to protect themselves and their loved ones. Once again, shout out to the Medical Reserve Corps with the Kane County Health Department. Time is 10.38 a.m. All right. Uh, so moving right along. Now you mentioned You've been with King, or, uh, King County. You see how that happens? Yeah. The thing that you just last said, kind of still in your mind. You don't work for King County. You are with State Farm. Right on. Uh, for 19 years. Yeah, I've been doing it for 19 years, and 10 of the 19, I've uh, been doing it for State Farm. Okay. Um, who did you work for with before? So the history State of my Farm. insurance uh, industry goes like this. Uh, I, I was a travel agent, okay. and uh, after September 11th, I decided to get out of the industry and um, be closer to home, closer to my children at that time. So I uh, started my career with a non-standard insurance company. Mm -hmm. I got my licensing done. You have to get your licensing through the state of Illinois. Started working there, but I didn't feel enriched in my career because I wanted to help people more and it felt like it was more of a transactional type job where people would just come in, buy auto insurance, their policy would lapse in three, four months and come back and rebuy it again. So I wanted to expand my horizons. So from there, I went to work for a friend um, who had her own insurance agency and uh, I enjoyed it there, but the commute was far and daycare was difficult for my kids. So then that's when I started going into the State Farm realm of things. And I started working for a successful agent in the Romeoville area. And I was working for him for a long period of time. And then uh, after five years, took a break from that and became an insurance broker. Why an insurance broker? Because I thought, well, if I represented a lot of different companies, perhaps I can help people further. But what I had found as being a broker myself personally, it was transactional as well as people would call every six months to a year to shop the rate because they felt their premium was too expensive and they wanted to shop with a different company. Uh, what happens when you do that is that you don't gain the years of uh, longevity with a company. And when you're with a company for a long period of time, you start developing accident-free discounts and different discounts that the company can give you. So if you're always shopping for the lowest rate, 
it, it can be good, but sometimes you can lose out on a massive discount that's coming up in, to you in the future. So I went back to the State Farm realm, uh, same agent, and uh, then that led me to where I am today as an agent. So I uh, enjoy the insurance industry. I love having to sit down with somebody and take apart their policy and see what we can do to make it better. Hmm. Um, so that had to be tough traveling. Uh, when I was traveling with my children in daycare? Yeah, or, it'd be just absolutely. Uh, it was a challenge, but I've always been the type of person that believed in myself and thought no matter how difficult things are, always push forward and move ahead. So when I look at my children, it was for their future. So I wanted to show them that mom was a career woman, that mom had a good head on her shoulders, that setting that example for them so when as they got older and started going into college they want to develop a career for themselves what does it take to make a successful insurance agent i think to be a successful insurance agent you have to be well-rounded in the entire industry number one you would really need to be knowledgeable of the industry and understand the ins and outs of it number two you have to be a good listener um, you can't always be the one speaking because the person who speaks last usually loses, right? So if you sit down across the table from somebody and you truly get to know them and find out what their needs are, then you can develop a plan and develop conversation with them to say, well, you mentioned this was important to you. Have you ever considered this, for Absolutely. example? That's what sets me apart from a lot of other people that do insurance because I'm not just quickly ready to give you a quote. I, I wanna hear what you have to say and why you're shopping and why this coverage is important to you. Um, okay, uh, are there any calendar events that you or the office have coming up uh, soon for the summer? You mentioned the job. Yeah, um, well, this uh, so far for March, on March the 10th, I'll be at Java Plus on That's Montgomery. Right. And they're hosting a coffee with a cop night uh, yep. to support the police. So I'm very big on supporting in the community. So I am helping sponsor that event. So I will be there oh, that you day. Are. Mm -hmm. I'll be sponsoring, that? yeah. Okay. Annie Kinsley State Farm will be sponsoring that event. And also I am going to be looking into the city of Aurora to see what summer events I could partake in. I am uh, recently a chamber member in Aurora. Okay. So I'd like to partake in their upcoming career fair. So I have been involved in talking to people about setting up a table there. Uh, you know, not only do I like to help people with their insurance needs, but there could be someone out there that's intrigued by this interview today and might want to get into the insurance business, and I'm here to help you get to that next level. What's the point of punctuality, or uh, what's the benefit and importance of being punctual in your line of work? Well, I think in any line of work, punctuality is so important because it sets you apart from everyone else. Always be prepared, always be ready. Uh, my agency opens at 9 a.m., but I'm always there early between 8 and 8.30, making sure that my emails are up to date, that I'm answering questions for my customers that might have thought of something overnight and sent me an email. That is so important that when you're an insurance representative, it's not just about you know offering an auto quote and selling a policy. It's also servicing who you already have that are your customers because customer is king in my opinion. You know, whatever it is that they need, I need to be available for them, whether it's a claims question or it's a change of a vehicle or they're adding on an additional vehicle. 
So punctuality is very important because if you're not there on time, it doesn't set a good precedence to your customer. They're going to feel you're never there. And being in the industry for as long as I have, Curtis, you don't know how many times I've heard people say, the reason why I'm shopping is because I never hear from my agent. They never call me. I call there. I get their voicemail. They're never there. That is something that I always want to be there for my customers. So whether you text me, you call me, or you send me an email, I'll be there to listen to what your question is. Um, what, what is the thing? What's the, what's the one thing, if there is just that one golden object, what's the one thing that the uh, general public have a misconception about when it comes to the industry or it comes to their role in it? I, I, and I'll, I'll speak from not my own personal example, but I think that nobody or very few people you mentioned like the business owner who's been doing this for a while perhaps he's got the knowledge he's got the idea of the uh the effectiveness of working with my insurance agent what's the misconception that people have about insurance my agent what have you i think the misconception out there is that um you know people pay for a premium and then they don't understand if they file a claim, their premiums go up. A lot of times people will call me and say, well, I want to file this claim, Annie, but will my insurance increase? Yes and no. It's hard to tell. Okay. What, what I do is I, I look at their policy. We go over their deductible. We talk about what the loss is first. That's so important. You don't just want to submit a claim and not know the details of that claim. I hear a lot of that in the industry. Well, I filed a claim with XYZ company and they didn't pay it out. Well, it depends. You know, was it a covered loss? Was it not a covered loss? What was your deductible? A lot of times when I go over insurance with people, I thoroughly explain the deductible to them mm -hmm. so they know what's what they have to do up front in order to process a claim. That's one of the things. Also, uh, another is that my insurance didn't tell me. My insurance agent didn't tell me this. I didn't know that I didn't have this coverage. So when I go over uh, quotes with people, I make sure that they understand what they're buying because at the end of the day, Curtis, we're not purchasing a handbag or uh, a business suit. We're purchasing a policy that we're trusting our agent is taking good care of us. Right. So when I go to offer a policy to somebody, I thoroughly go over their coverage and say, this is what you agreed upon. Because at the end of the day, it's a contract between you and the insurance agent that you agreed that this is the coverage you would like. What is buyer's remorse? You ever heard that term? Yes. What does that mean? I think sometimes buyer's remorse occurs when you're really uh, excited about a product that somebody is selling to you. And in the insurance industry, buyer's remorse occurs a little bit sometimes. And the reason why it occurs is when we're going over certain coverage with people and we as the insurance representative talk to you about the product, we have to make sure it's the right fit for you. Right. Okay. So we don't want to just bling bling something to you saying, hey, look, you could pay this per month and this is what it does for you. And then you immediately go into buying it. And then after you've purchased it and you've been paying for it for a couple of months, you start realizing, wow, you know, I'm having some buyer's remorse right now. Um, I'm paying this amount per month. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that high. Maybe I should have done a different plan. Right. So when I sit down with someone, I go over good, better, and best. I, based on what they tell me, this is the best that we offer for your needs. Then we have this one in the middle that would maybe accommodate some of the needs that you mentioned. And then we have this one. 
and I allow the customer to decide based on their budget which is best for them. And what I t sometimes they feel bad, Curtis, and they're like, oh, I really wanted that other one, Annie. And I say, you know what, don't worry about it because once a year we're going to review your policy anyway. So then at that time, maybe we need to make changes to your policy and we upgrade it at that time. I brought that up because um, for two reasons. A, I respect what you, um, what you do and you. the fact that you work with uh, people. And that is a typical, that's a very well-known sales, you know, it's a, it's a part of sales and it's a part of business that particular uh buyer's remorse and i was interested to see what you thought about that and how you get over it because i'm sure in your industry it's not the same thing as you know you came in there for a mustang now you're leaving out with a family van right. you know what i mean <laughs> this is two different things here uh but it's still applied um next question for anyone interested in a career with state farm uh, how should they go about inquiring? You mentioned the, about the um, internship, internship and, yeah. and stuff like that, but let you answer that with a little sure. bit more. So you can contact any State Farm agent that's nearest you, especially me, Annie Kinsley. I can talk to you about it. And then if you are interested, some insurance agents will ask you, would you like to work for us for a period of time to get your feet wet and to really understand the industry, save up your money, and then at that point, once you're ready to become an agent yourself, we have sales leaders uh, throughout the whole Illinois area that would guide you further into becoming an agent. So when I was interested, then I lined up with a sales leader who told me what to expect. And then from there, that's how I built my business plan. So any State Farm agent will connect you with a sales leader if you wanna immediately go into it, or if you just wanna, you know, introduce yourself into the industry, consider working for a State Farm agent for a while to make sure that this is what you want before you proceed. How's the licensing process? It's fairly easy. Um, there are many websites out there that you can get licensed through the state of Illinois. A lot of them right now with the pandemic, they're mostly Zoom classes. And uh, then there's a testing site that you would sign up for. And if you wanna test online yourself, there's a webcam that they hook up to you, um, to your computer to make sure that you know, you're taking the exam fairly. And uh, the whole process may take about one to two months total because to be fully rounded in the industry, it'd be best to do your property casualty, which is auto and home. And then after you pass that exam, then you dive into the life and the health realm of it for financial services. And further into the future, if you want to get into security licensing, that's something available to you as well. Some insurance agencies um, like State Farm, we like to do all lines so that way we can accommodate you from A to Z. Security licensing yeah. are, or is the, uh, those are the avenues which lead to law enforcement, or could? Well, security licensing is more uh, for people that want to dive into uh, retirement. Okay. Products. Now, okay. I can't speak much for that as of yet. I am uh, not licensed in that arena yet. So, yet. Yet. Right. <laughs> yet. Exactly. But uh, it can certainly help people with the financial piece of the life and the health care. Mm -hmm. Have you been back to Buenos Aires Actually, uh, yeah. at, at all since, since leaving it? I have uh, several times growing up because all of my cousins, my grandparents lived out there. So my mom and I would be the ones to take that long flight. And it is quite a distance to get to Buenos Aires. Uh, it's about 11 hours nonstop on a plane. It's not easy. 
we usually use to connect in Miami, Florida, and then take the next plane mm-hmm. in. Last time I went, uh, my son was a year old, so he's now 22. So it's been a long time. Wow. And the reason why I haven't gone is I got out of the travel industry and dove into the insurance business, and uh, tickets aren't very inexpensive to go there. The average cost of an airline flight is about 1000 to $1,200 round trip to get to Argentina. But for those of you that are intrigued to go there, it is a beautiful, beautiful city. Buenos Aires is very rich in European culture Mm -hmm. because after World War II, a lot of the European immigrants moved to Argentina to get away from what was happening from the war. Mm -hmm. And since in the United States they weren't allowing many more immigrants to come in, that's how my mom and dad ended up on a ship to go to Buenos Aires. So ironically, they were in two different ships, but they were from the same little town in Sicily, in Italy. And uh, they ended up meeting there, got married there. My sister and I were born there, and we came here when I was just a year old. So following the American dream, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've only seen, I'm a National Geographic junkie. Uh, so I've only seen Buenos yeah. Aires, or Argentina, period. Yeah. I've only seen it in pictures. Yeah. TV, documentaries, read about it, National yeah. Geographic kind of thing. Uh, it looks like a beautiful place. Yeah. I'd like to go. Uh, I'd like to go check it out. Do they got State Farm in Argentina? No. Not yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Maybe someday in the future. You never know. <laughs> but Argentina has, like I said, a lot of European culture to it. Cobblestone streets, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful bakeries. Uh, best pizza you'll ever eat is in Argentina, hands down. Hold on now. That's a, that's best a, pizza. That's a heavy claim. I know. It is though. It's very good. <laughs> That's a thought. Everybody want to go now. Like I'm, I'm hanging up. I'm going to. I'm going Book to Argentina. Your Get it going. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned the hours. You mentioned where you're located. Yeah. We mentioned that hopefully uh, we can get a career fair potentially going on sometime this year. Yeah. You're recently. A member of the Chamber of Commerce. In Aurora, yep. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. And this year will be your one-year anniversary, October 1st. That's right. Got a, any plans for October 1st? I do. I'm going to have a, a, another open house, okay. kind of like a, to join and come to see our agency and how much we've grown. Um, I'm always willing to have somebody stop by. I painted the place. It looks really nice. Come on in and see me. Um, I'm right next door to the Fuller's Car Wash in Ogden. Every time a customer walks in and I hear that doorbell, I immediately get up from my desk. I put my mask on and I go out there and I introduce myself as the agent. I feel that is so important to know whose name is on the door and meet that person. My team is there, of course. They're there to assist my customers, but I want them to know that I'm there for them as well. I know where your office is. Your office is over there by Golden Sea. Yes, really good Chinese food, by the, the way. The best Chinese. Oh, yeah. I know where your office is at. Yeah, I'm right That's next right. door to it. I'm right next door to it. And uh, once a week, we do have Chinese as a team. Ooh. So we do eat their food. It's very delicious. That place is really yes, good. It yeah. Is. Um, so, yeah, I, I know that uh, that strip because there's a Rosati's at the other yes. end of that. And yeah, Wabonzi Valley High School is right around, right the, around the corner. Yeah. I went to, I graduated from Wabonzi High School. Oh. Yep. Um, so I know that area uh, pretty well, pretty well. That's great. Um, so the time is 10.56 a.m. Uh, I think we discussed everything, right, did we? Yeah, I think we got it all. Um, the show ends on a positive note. Yep. 
What is your message today to the people of Aurora? My message today is, first and foremost, happy Monday is what I always say. But be positive. Believe in yourself. If you have an American dream, make it happen. Don't wait too long to do it. I'm so pleased to be a State Farm agent in Aurora. I'm looking forward to meeting each and every one of you someday. Come by. Give me a call. Look at look me up on my website. I'm here for you. But uh, really, uh, follow your dreams. Spring is right around the corner. It's going to be a refreshing time for people to regroup and think about that. That's right. That's right. And remember, when you are chasing your dreams, start before you're ready. Because you're never truly all the way ready. Right. You're never. You never, no matter how much you plant it and draw it up at night, and it's going to look like this, and it'll be like this, and I'm going to have a doorbell, and it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. It most likely may not happen like that, but you still got to be dedicated to do it. Uh, and you have to be professional. That's and if right. you need help with your insurance, call, call. Annie Kinsley. That's right. Um, because this is the Great American Morning Show, and we do Great American Morning Show things, what is that number that they can reach you at? My number is 630 820 5400 or you could look me up at the Annie at the Kinsley team.com there it is ladies and gentlemen there it is um, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this part two uh, President's Day special nothing more presidential than insurance and uh, young people that we talked to earlier today. Um, thank you very much to all of you guys out there. Thank you very much to our dear friend, Victoria Hila Maldonado. We really appreciate you very much. A talented author. C uh, kudos to you and salute. <laughs> and shout out to our great intern, Monica, as well, for all of her hard work today. And Jay Kelly, appreciate you, my brother. Take care of yourself and each other.